Welcome back to the Basically Allie podcast. This is Allie and I am here for another week. Super excited to talk to you all today about um, the topic this week, which I'll get to in a minute. But I just wanted to say thank you first for all of the love on the first episode of the podcast. Got a lot of great feedback on it. Got a lot of plays way more than I expected so we're super excited about that and can't wait to keep making podcasts every week for you we've got I've got a lot uh, I keep saying we but I mean me and you I've got a lot of great ideas and um, thoughts for the podcast so there's a lot of good episodes coming now that we are into the podcast and we're gonna have our first official episode on one thing I love a lot I want to start doing some weekly segments that um, are going to be at the beginning of each week and one of those is a weekly recap so I'm going to go back and talk about what happened this week some highs some lows different things like that so we'll get started with that and then we'll move on to the next weekly segment but weekly recap um, released the first episode of the podcast last Wednesday um, I worked all week, which is so fun. It is now officially, um, I'm pulling up my calendar to see what else I did this week. Um, Friday I went grocery shopping. <laughs> this is not exciting at all, but I went grocery shopping to buy things for Christmas and we're going to make like Christmas Eve dinner and Christmas breakfast and Christmas day. Like we're doing a chili cook-off. So we're going to that. So got stuff to make my chili recipe, but I saved $41 at the grocery store due to coupons and sales. And I only brought like store brand, which is super exciting because groceries are ridiculously expensive right now. So I was very excited about that. Saturday, we went to this delicious barbecue restaurant in downtown Gilbert called Joe's Real Barbecue. Super good. Definitely recommend if you're traveling to Arizona. And then we went and saw the new Avatar movie, which was really good, but it was way too long. Like I made it for probably the first two hours and then I just started getting super tired, which we probably shouldn't have gone and seen it saw it as late as we did but we went to the 6 45 showing so you would think that's not super late but we're we're old people now so we like to go to bed early but we went and saw that and I really liked it um like I said I made it through the first two hours and then I did fall asleep for a portion of it which is fine I fell asleep through like the fighting portion which those parts of movies are not like my favorite so I like more of the storyline so was the first two hours were really good and then the ending was really good um but Joe was telling me that the next one's not coming out till like 2025 which I get like all these CGI and effects and everything like that that comes into it but I feel like it shouldn't be that long because now I'm just gonna forget about it and then I'm gonna have to re-watch this one to remember what happened and it's just it's too long but we went and saw that and that was really good. Um, on Sunday, we went to our favorite breakfast place. Um, we discovered this last weekend, so we've now only been here twice. But I will dub it our favorite breakfast place. Um, it is in, um, it's in Gilbert Mesa. It's confusing because like it's in a part that kind of like merges together. So it's called Joe's Farm 
roast. Oh, I forgot the name of it. I keep wanting to call it Joe's morning roast, but that doesn't sound right. But anyway, really good. Um, uh, Gilbert Mesa on Ray Road. Um, it's in the, I think they're calling it like the Agritopia area. Really good place. Farm fresh. We love it. It's like you go up, you order at a counter and then you go find a table. Um, we went early Sunday, so that was really nice. And then I spent all day yesterday baking Christmas cookies, which is one of my favorite things to do around this time of year. I made sugar cookies, chocolate chip cookies, snickerdoodles, um, what else? Oh, and wreath cookies, which <laughs> we call them wreaths in my family. But essentially what it is, is it's like butter and marshmallows like melted and then you put in cornflakes and green food coloring and you like make them little wreaths you're supposed to put like the little red hot candies on them but I don't like those so I never do so they're just like plain wreaths essentially like a cornflake rice crisp but those are really good and then today's Monday the day that I'm recording today was um not so didn't start so fun I had to go to the dentist um I broke a filling so they fixed that which was nice because I was scared I, it was going to be a lot more but it was just a quick easy fix good to go for the holidays um which I don't know why I decided to record the podcast on the day I had a filling fix because my mouth it's not numb anymore but it hurts where the shots were put in so um yeah so if my I, if I sound weird or I'm like taking weird pauses that's why but yeah, did that this morning and then went to work. Super busy at work today. Um, so I will now move on. We're going to go to the second segment of the podcast that I would like to do each week. And I'm going to call this my favorite social media moment of the week. We'll call it my favorite social media moment of the week. Okay, so my favorite social media moment of the week, I think, was when they released the new trailer for The Bachelor. So... The new Bachelor in 2023 is Zach, and nobody really knows anything about him because he was not a big player on um, Rachel and Gabby's season. I mean, he made it to the end almost, which like, I get why they picked him as the Bachelor, but like, that season was so crazy because they had two bachelorettes, so there was not enough time to really give all these guys, like, a real storyline, so I didn't really know anything about him. So, I was not thinking he was going to be The Bachelor, but um, they released his trailer, and that was really good. I think he's going to be good. I was listening to another podcast earlier today, um, the Game of Roses podcast, which I really like because they're really funny. But they were talking about how they think they're going to make um, Zach the next Sean Lowe, which if you're not part of like watching The Bachelor, Sean Lowe was a bachelor quite a while ago. But he um, was like Mr. Nice Guy, like the good guy, the guy you take home to your parents, all of that. So they were saying on the Game of Roses podcast that they were going to make Zach the next like good guy, the next Sean Lowe, essentially like he's the next like, oh, what did they call him? The um, Golden Boy. They were going to make Zach the next Golden Boy, which I could totally see because they keep calling him Mr. Here for the right reasons. So I think this season's going to be interesting. I have a love-hate relationship with The Bachelor because I like, I, I'm uh, I'm a sucker for a good love story, but also I hate all the drama. I get really, really bad secondhand embarrassment. So I love the drama and hate the drama because if somebody's doing something absolutely ridiculous, I would get secondhand embarrassment and then I just am like cringing super hard. But if like something's doing something like 
absolutely ridiculous and it's like you're an idiot ridiculous then I'm not like cringing as hard so that's why I have like a love-hate relationship with it so yeah the new bachelor promo dropped this week um so that was really good that was my favorite social media play of the week um or social media moment of the week a lot of other things happen like I follow a lot of random influencers like I follow a lot of those Hawaii influencers family um so they had their one of those couples had their baby that was cute um another person I follow who's from Michigan um I don't know why I started following her I just was like I get really invested in people's journeys and things so I follow them because I'm like rooting for them I follow her um and she was going through like IVF this was like her seventh IVF transfer and so I was following her just like really rooting for her and hoping that it all worked out and it has so far so she um posted that she graduated from her IVF clinic which was super exciting those are uh, I know I said my favorite social media uh, moment of the week but those are a few of those but I think the top one was the bachelor um promo because we've had a break from the bachelor so I'm excited for that to come back um so yeah so those are the two segments maybe I'll throw on some other ones but those are the two segments that I want to do every week so we'll do a weekly recap and then my favorite social media moment of the week when it gets time to get into like so when the bachelor premieres in January I think like January 23rd which is three days before my birthday I want to do a weekly episode recap so we'll add that in um I'm going to save my thoughts on the sister wives tell all, but I have a lot of hot takes because I'm also, so I'm up to date on the sister wives show, but I'm also rewatching it. So it's so interesting to see like everything they've been saying on the tell all in this past season, which like everything exploded and going back and being like, but what about this thing you guys did years ago where it looks like you're happy, but it was all fake. So yeah, so I'll talk about that in a couple weeks when the, um, I think it's like a three-part tell-all so the first part just aired Sunday and then I'll talk about it more when that is finished. All right so now we're gonna get to the main part of the episode. (laughs) I'm laughing because Joe Ivy trapped herself in here and was under the bed and Joe literally just came in here to get her out because she was finally sitting by the door and now she and then she ran away from him to hit hide in the closet and now she is trying to get out again, but she ran, she ran back under the bed, so she's gonna be my first listener to, um, this main part of the episode. We are going to be talking about the Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary. Who is shocked that I would talk about the Harry and Meghan Netflix documentary? Not me. Um, one of the thing the things I love in terms of like pop culture and all of that is the royal family. So I mean, I shouldn't say that I love the royal family. I am interested in the royal family and everything that it has to do with that whole world. I started following the royal family back when Will and Kate got married. I was in, I want to say, I think I was in 10th grade because I remember, I think it was 10th grade because I was in, or it was maybe it was 9th grade, 9th or 10th grade. I was in world history and all of my friends were in the like first hour world history and I wasn't and they all got to watch the royal wedding in their class, but I didn't and I was very bitter. But I was one of those people who woke up super early for it because of the time change. And so I got up early and watched all the procession and everything and 
Um, I recorded it on DVR, which I feel like DVR sounds so ancient, but there's definitely still DVR today. But anyway, I started following and being interested in them at that point. Um, I'm a huge sucker for a love story, like I said earlier. So yeah, I started following them then. And I was always like, ooh, who's Harry going to marry now? That was funny. Hey, who's Harry going to marry? That rhymes. After they got married, I was interested every time, like Will and Kate, they... After they got married, I was interested, like, whenever they announced whether they were going to have a child, and, like, it was always so interesting. Was it a girl? Is it a boy? Like, because the fir- their first child, obviously, Prince George, was is going to be the heir to the throne, so that's always interesting to see who that's going to be. And I always followed all the drama about, like, Charles and Camilla, and, like, oh, Queen Elizabeth going to, like, not let Prince Charles become the heir and, like, move right to William. But then I really started getting more into it when, um, obviously, the crown came out but I am a huge sucker for that sort of thing and so when Harry and Meghan started dating I never really followed the um, tabloids on them and like their dating but like when they announced they were engaged like that's super exciting another royal wedding I was hoping they would do it on tv and all of that because that's super nice to watch but when they did end up getting married I think it was in 2018 um yeah it was spring 2018 because we I had stayed at Joe's apartment um in Ipsy and I woke up so early to watch it and he was like asleep and I was just like watching it on the laptop next to him asleep and I was so interested in like watching it all and like talking about like oh like look this is what she chose for her dress and like oh her veil and how it had all the different flowers from the commonwealth and like all of this stuff and like Oh, and all the, I was following all the drama in, in the terms of like her and her dad and all of that, because that was sad and, um, it's just interesting to follow in her and like her sister or like her half sister and all of that with her family. And I felt really bad for her. Um, but I watched their wedding and then when they, obviously that was good. Um, when they announced that they were pregnant with Archie, I followed all of that and was waiting for like them to announce the name. And I think that's such a cute name. And then, um, obviously when the Oprah interview came out, I was, I watched that live because I I was super interested in what they had to say in terms of, because I had followed their whole journey and leaving, um, the UK and the Royal family and all of that. But So I listened to their Oprah interview and that was very insightful in terms of how they were treated, what Megan went through and um, when she was, it sounds like she was very depressed in terms of being after the wedding and um, how she was being treated in the tabloids and from the family, the institution and all of that. So I followed all of that um, and so I watched the Oprah interview and that was um, insightful and a lot of people were like why would they do that interview and I think they felt safe with Oprah um, and wanted to get their side of the story out because they battled the media for a long time and we'll talk about that um, when I go over the documentary but I applaud them for doing that interview and so it was nice to see that they were having another baby and then that was cute when it was a girl and they named it Lilibet Diana so We will now move on to the documentary. So, immediately when I finished the documentary, I took out my notes and I was like, I gotta write down how this made me feel. So, I'm gonna read what I wrote because I, it like, I don't know why I was like sobbing at the end. 
and from the previous episode you probably realize like you're like oh Allie you said crying is your number one emotion that's why you were crying but I really cry at a lot of like tv and movies so I I was crying at the end and I was like I gotta write down how I feel and my thoughts so I wrote I felt like I had to immediately write down how the documentary how the documentary made me feel so I didn't forget and so I could share it with all of you. I'm a big romantic so being able to watch their love story was just so happy but also devastating at what they went through. The end with Harry driving I just was sobbing because of how happy they had become and how much they fought to be in love and live their life and it's almost like it came full circle with Princess Diana and Harry was living the life she fought for and wanted for her and her kids. Ugh, I just love crying. But like I had mentioned, something about me is that I will cry at the most random TV shows or movies. So like this documentary, I should be happy. But here I was crying. I guess I was crying happy tears, um, I guess, at the end. But I was just like crying because I had also recently finished um, being caught up with the crown so I'm all up to date on all the seasons released on Netflix and that was just so interesting to me to watch how much of an institution it really is or they call it like the firm but how how much of a more of a workplace it is than a family because it goes back to Queen Elizabeth like dictating who her sister Margaret could and couldn't marry and all of that and I feel like that changed Margaret's life and then with what school they were going to send Charles to that changed his life and him having to go to this one more difficult school and how Prince Philip treated Charles and thus how Charles grew up to be sort of a self-involved selfish man where he wanted all of the attention on him oh that that was probably a hot take but yeah he's a self-involved man who was like I'm gonna be king one day so I'm I'm the best you should all bow down to me but then when he really wanted to marry Camilla and they were like no and he met Diana and he was like well she's like this like young impressionable girl who I can marry but I can still carry on my affair with Camilla, obviously. So that was super sad that she she was so young and impressionable and he was so much older than her. And she came into this life and she was like, oh, this is my great fairy tale. But it wasn't. She knew from the very beginning that he was in love with Camilla. But she he kept telling her that like, oh, no, like this is the end. I'm ending it. And then they got married, Diana and Charles. And that watching all of that and then watching her struggles in the crowned princess diana's struggles with her eating disorder and all of that from like trauma and stress and anxiety and she was probably depressed and she really relied on her children and like talked to them and her emotions and um obviously the show the crown is like dramatic but like I could see now watching the Harry and Meghan documentary and the Oprah interview and all of it how probably more close to reality the crown was um because I think Diana obviously she did have uh, mental health issues so she um faced a lot there and I think that kind of impacted her kids and 
I wish she would have been able to get out of her marriage to Charles earlier, but I understand, like, she wanted it to work because she was like, you're my husband. You should love me. We have fa- a family. Like, I'm I'm loyal to the queen. Like, she was. And so, and then obviously they got divorced. Um, And you don't, I am not, they lived their separate life. They lived, um, the children, William and Harry, lived with divorced parents. And then obviously she passed, that Princess Diana passed away. Um, I think it was like 1997. And I know that was probably super heartbreaking for their kids. And then having to put on that brave public face, it probably, as a young boy, it probably devastated Harry. It most likely did. Um, and obviously it devastated William, but he, I think, did better with putting that positive public face on. So, I think it impacted both of their lives, but I feel like from watching The Crown and my understanding of like Prince William and his loyalty to the firm and all of that, he was more so like following the queen. So not that Harry wasn't, but what I mean by that is he was um, really in line with what she, what the queen had to say in the fact that the queen knew the the crown was a royal institution and that they had a job to do. They were there for the public and they had a, a certain fa- facade to put on and they had to be a certain way and act a certain way and they could only do certain things and they had to follow all these things. And I think William aligned more with that, whereas Harry was like, no, you, you ruined my mother. And his more of an emotional side where William is more like narrow and like by the book if that makes sense so this all comes into play when we get to the documentary so I watched the documentary and I thought the first episode was super interesting because they talked a lot about their like Megan and Harry talked a lot about their love story and like I said I'm a very much a sucker for a good love story and so I thought it was very interesting to see sort of the backstory and like where she was at in her life because I didn't really know who she was um I didn't watch Suits I never really saw her in anything actually she was just in a a show I was re-watching and I was like oh my god that's Meghan Markle I don't remember what the show is but I never really watched her back then so it was interesting to see how where she was at in her life and kind of her backstory in terms of her mom her dad her parents not being together and being um, like an actress but also doing acting and things to be able to do her more service oriented work and all of the travel in terms of like going and serving people so I thought that was interesting and I um I think they had talked before about how they were set up but that's so it's so funny to me I feel like I would be like a prince like it's like the princess diaries when she's like me a princess are you like shut up but (laughs) so I thought that was interesting and the fact that like she just got set up with Prince Harry and they went to this restaurant and I thought it was so funny how they were talking about how he was late and she was like uh, this is like that was probably like her red flag against him but she waited and he was like so apologetic and I thought that was cute and then I thought it was so interesting how they talked about all of their love for like the same causes and then they went on the trip to I think Botswana and they really that's where they like their love story began and then they did long distance for a while and so I thought the first episode was interesting in that fact that you kind of got all that backstory and terms of leading up to 
when they got engaged and um, it's interesting to hear her say that she didn't get really any royal protocol training which I feel like they they did in the crown for Princess Diana and probably they did for Kate and I feel like I watched one of those lifetime movies with William and Kate about their wedding and she definitely did get that royal training at least in the lifetime movie because um I remember all the tabloids way back then were calling her like Wady Katie and she would be pictured like with her like getting in and out of a car and not like ladylike and so I feel like she got some because she's definitely like not like that anymore but it's interesting that front Megan said that she didn't get anything like that and she had to like google how to curtsy and the proper protocol and she was teaching herself and asking Harry and he was helping her but yeah and then they announced their engagement and I thought it was interesting that um she didn't really get any heads up on like what was going to happen so they did uh the like announcement on their in the garden and then they did the interview so thought that was interesting and then they went on to I think the second episode talked more so about Harry's background in terms of um like obviously him and his parents and the aftermath of like his mother passing and how he had some not so great things um in his youth like he was kind of like a partier um which is fine he was a young royal he's the the spare not the heir so he is a partier but he they did address the um the the scandal with him dressing as a Nazi which I think was super important because they did later on talk about um the racism in the UK so I thought that was important that they did address that and they talked he talked a lot about the work he's done since then um and they talked about more of his backstory and his schooling and all of that and what led up to him meeting Megan and so and then the third episode they focused on like the history of the monarchy and it's not so great past in terms of colonizing different places and the creation of the commonwealth and the monarchy and the UK's history with racism and how it treats um, people of color but majority of people in the commonwealth are not white so I thought that was interesting and they were saying in the documentary how they were hope a lot of people of color were hoping with Megan coming in this was going to change the game so like having uh um having Megan there in the spotlight and hoping to shed light on these different things so that more people would feel represented so that was the third episode and then obviously there was a week gap and then we get to the fourth fifth and sixth episodes okay so talking about the fourth fifth and sixth episode the fourth one started with kind of wrapping up things about their wedding it talked about the impact of what had happened with her father and her half-sister and how all of that played out on the back end with the, their wedding. Um, it talked about the lead up to the planning and um, the, their wedding day. And they also began to talk a lot about um, the media and how that's impacted their life in terms of tabloids and the press and all of that. And the Royal Rota and 
how the royal family is really in cahoots almost with the tabloids and they could kill a story if they want to but in which they have a lot and for other members of the royal family but they wouldn't do that for Megan. So that's a lot about what the second half of the series is about. It talks um it kind of goes more in depth in terms of what they talked about in the Oprah interview with um Megan's rough time in while she was pregnant with Archie. It talked about how the expectations of the royal family were a lot and there was certain photo opportunities and things that you had to do and how they didn't want her to give birth with Archie at the hospital that she had known her OBGYN at but wanted her to get the picture on the steps so they had to compromise and how essentially because the royal family is paid by taxpayers they are meant to just pose and do whatever the tabloids want them to do in terms of so that they can get the picture they also talked a lot about um in the second half of the series they're leaving the uk and um stepping away from their royal duties and being working members of the royal family so They talked a lot about that journey and I think it was super interesting to hear about because I had followed that journey and thought it was interesting like oh they just up and left but what had happened in it was interesting to hear from them was they had talked about leaving the UK for a while because they thought if they left the UK it would be better they would be out of the tabloids as much they would still get to do the work that they love which they talk a lot about how much they love the service and the causes and the charities and working with the people of the commonwealth and all of that so they would still get to do the work that they love but they wouldn't be living in the UK so all of the focus in the UK with the tabloids would be on the members of the royal family that they wanted it to be on so William and Kate and Charles and Camilla and the queen so they would get that but they would still get Harry and Meghan would still get to do the work that they love so I thought that was interesting because they talked about how they were going to move to Australia but then that fell through they had plans to move to South Africa that 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 were really coming through um and then that fell through and then it kind of came about that they were getting a lot of negative press and so that's when they went to Canada and they lived there and took a break for a while And it's interesting to think about all the negative press that they were getting because I can see it now as after going through the documentary, they were getting ridiculous negative press like and they talked about it like Harry and Meghan talked about how and I mentioned this a little bit ago how they would the the royal family and the their press secretaries would try to cover up stories for other members but they wouldn't do it for Harry and Meghan but and not so much cover up stories for Harry and Meghan but dispel the rumors that were out there so a lot of things when her dad started going to the press that was a big thing that was happening so they wouldn't help in that way and but they would squash stories about like William having an affair and all of that so they decided they wanted to go take a break because they were not only that impact in the press but also 
Megan talked about her pregnancy with Archie was a little bit more difficult because she was getting a lot of comparison between Kate and it'd be like, oh, Megan did this. That's bad. But Kate does the same thing. And that's wonderful. So a lot of that comparison and negative negativity in the tabloids was the big part of the second half. And so they go and they take their break in Canada. And I think they said it was like right at the beginning of the pandemic. And they were that some stuff had happened and all of the press had found them in Canada. And that's when they were like, okay, I think and some other stuff happened, but I don't remember what they were talking about. Okay, sorry. I had to pause there for a second. So if there's an awkward pickup, um, but they were, t- I was talking about how the press and everything t- and the paparazzi found them in Canada. And so there was a moment in time where they realized like, this is never gonna be safe because in, there was different things that led up to them saying, okay, well, we're gonna move to Canada and we will be living in the Commonwealth still doing the work but they're going to be away and out of the press and so again the focus can be on the royal family members in the UK but something happened and their um, plans I don't remember if they got leaked so they had talked about how they had went back to the UK and there was a point they were trying to meet with his Harry's grandmother the queen to talk about their plans but they weren't able to meet and so Megan had left she needed to go back to Archie and so finally they were like okay we're gonna meet and they knew they wanted Megan out of the conversation so they said it was the queen and Harry and William and Charles and at that point Harry had said that his brother screamed at him and all of this stuff and they left the conversation not really resolving anything but then Harry had found out that a joint statement had been put out in his and his brother's name to squash like the story about William bullying Harry out of the family but he was not told about that statement and nobody asked Harry's permission to put his name on a statement and says they were happy to lie to protect my brother but they weren't for my wife and not necessarily even lie to protect his wife so they released that statement and obviously the palace didn't have a comment on it but they decided at that point that I think they were going to stop being working royals and so they decided they were going to move to that house they had in Canada they were renting and so Yeah, so they decided to leave the family. They were living in the house in Canada and they were trying to get extra security, but they, what had happened was they went back and they did a week of royal engagements. And I remember in the documentary before they left, Megan said about the week of royal engagements that they had was that was the first time that she wore color because in the beginning of the documentary, they talked about how she wore a lot of neutral tones because she just wanted to blend in. She didn't want to stand out. She wanted the focus to be on other people. And there was like a protocol where you couldn't wear the same color as another member of the royal family who was higher up and working status than you. 
So she said in that final week of engagements, it was like a rainbow. She wore a bunch of color, red, orange, green, blue. They were so happy and they were like, we're, we're going to live and be happy. And so they did those and then they moved and they found out um, while they were in Canada that all their security and everything was being taken because they weren't members of working members of the royal family anymore. So they said that and this is where they kind of talk about their next steps and how they got to America because they talked about their security being taken and they were worried about protecting their family and then somehow Tyler Perry comes into all of this and he had reached out I guess around the time of the wedding and um to Megan and was telling her how like he like was there to like support her they never really taught they didn't really know each other before but he had reached out and was like just about like supporting her and how he knows like it's tough with family and when you become famous and all of this and the press and how it can be very overwhelming and so then they I don't know if he reached out or I don't remember if he reached out or she reached out to them but she just was like on the phone with him and she broke down and they were like we don't know how to protect our family and so Tyler Perry was like what do you need and he sat on a plane for them and brought all of them to um his house in um I don't remember somewhere in California and they lived there during the pandemic and they um celebrated Archie's first birthday and all of that there and they felt very safe and nobody knew where they were for like six weeks and all of that and so it then goes into talking a lot about their claims against the media and how stories were leaked and planted by the royal communications team because there was a point where Megan was facing a lot of like difficulty with um, her father talking to the press and all of this and she went to them and she was like what should I do she went to the queen and was like what should I do like this is heartbreaking and they told her to write a letter and somehow she tried to mail the letter and the fact that like she mailed it to her manager in California and then her manager mailed it so that like that nobody found out this was happening but somehow the letter got leaked and so a lot of the second half of the series was talking about how all of this negativity that was coming against them because um I want to say it was the telegraph did they sue the telegraph they sued one of the big news agencies in the UK media but um the mail it was the mail um so she talked a lot about how they were their lawsuit with the mail because the mail released the letter but they redacted a lot of parts of it so it kind of made it to fit the mail's narrative and so they um they leaked that and so they talked about their lawsuit and how they were working to um fight the media but also they wanted to step back out of it because they want to make it better for people in the future in terms of like not people not getting as much hate but they were also um they understand their place in like society in terms of that like they're celebrities so things are going to be talked about but it shouldn't be in such a hateful way so they talked a lot about their suit and um they did the um, interview with Oprah after they got to California obviously and a lot of after the Oprah interview a lot of celebrities came out in support of them and then they showed some clips of the press of William finding out about like the asking the press asking William how he felt and apparently he was like oh I haven't talked to my brother about it yet and then Harry got a text from his brother and um we can assume there was some probably not so nice things it was very long text but you don't get to know what that said and 
So it kind of goes in the aftermath of the Oprah documentary up to how after that, that's kind of helped them kind of be at peace and they won their lawsuit against the male. So that was very happy for them and it goes towards the end and like showing how they're now still wanting and being able to do the work that they set out to do with their new found the Archwell Foundation in terms of helping the different charities and the organizations that they supported but it's not so much in focus of the royal family but they talked about how they wanted to do those things for the royal family but it just didn't work out because of everything that's happened so yeah at the end of the documentary you see kind of how their happy life in California which is just so happy because like I said in the that my thoughts that I wrote down immediately after I followed Princess Diana fought for and wanted these things for her children and wanted a normal life but understood that there was royal responsibilities so you saw in some clips throughout the documentary also of like diana like hiding from photo ops and being like okay like they're just kids like let's just have them like play or do whatever they're wanting and so you see that and at the end of the documentary like you see their life in california and they're celebrating like Lilibet's birthday and the birth of their new daughter and their time with Megan's mom and their friends and how friends are like their family now. Princess Eugenie come and visit them and how they're still close with certain people, but they needed to step away from that toxicity of the firm and build a life that's going to be happy for them and their children and where they can feel like they can protect their children from the, the harsh realities of tabloids and the paparazzi. And so that was very happy in the end. And there was was one specific part in the end where Harry gets in a car and he's driving and he's talking about things in their life. And the music choice at that point was just so good. And like I said, at the end of the documentary, I was just crying. And it was because of this drive. And I was thinking about like, wow, like he really did it. He is living the life he wanted to and doing all the service and supporting. But he realized like the only way up is to make change and to fight against the media and actually come out and make these um, claims necessarily about the royal family and like the institution and how harmful it can be but and he understood that he's gonna lose his family in that but understanding that good work needs to be done and sometimes you have to cut off toxic family members to do that and so it all kind of comes back to being like now that they have this platform in the world I bet Princess Diana is just so happy for them and that's why I was crying and I was like look at them just living their life and doing what she wanted to do but just like didn't have the means because the kids and then she, and she died so early on being chased by the paparazzi and so he's really just like I think he has this like trauma from all of that and he really is trying to make that and make a change and to have a platform now to tell their side of the story so I thought it was really interesting I've seen a lot of criticism about it um and takes on social media so I want to wrap up my thoughts on the podcast with those comments that I've been reading and kind of talk a little bit about them because I get there's just so much hate online and I get their celebrities and they're putting out their side of the story but this is what they're talking about is like just the senseless hate that they get like some of these comments um 
This was your choice, dear Harry. I used to adore you, but you threw it all away for a woman who twists and turns every detail to suit her own motives. How do you know that? Do you know Megan personally? It's because you're listening to the media. And there was people being like, same, so true. Word, hey, Beyonce texted, so that's good. Well done, Harry. Let the world know show they really are. And then... Another one, I'm so sick of the need people have to make Megan be the villain. Strong, egocentric woman cause other women to become so worked up. So what if she did know what she wanted and went for it? So what if she could be aggressive in making her needs known? If that's even true about her. We don't fault men for that. The pals clearly did not stand up for her and Harry clearly loves her. Would you have just taken this constant vitriolic abuse by the people making these negative comments in the feed if it had been you? Have a little empathy. These unkind comments speak more about the person saying them than they do about Megan, which exactly sums up my thoughts on this. Like people are just so senselessly rude in the comments and like a comment right below this says, but he betrayed them all. He just wants to record secretly on family gatherings. What? He didn't record any family gatherings. They recorded their own video diaries. He can't be bothered that otherwise he wouldn't keep stabbing them in in the back every five minutes. He is trying to use their platform to tell their side of the story. So I just like people just are so, so frustrating in the terms of like having to put this senseless hate and negative comments out there like so what if you are gonna post a hate comment think a second before you post it and just don't interact with that that media like if you think you need to post a hate comment just step back and be you know what that's not my thing I'm not gonna say anything but people are so cruel on social media and I think now with that in the tabloids that's all of what leading up to what happened and why they wanted to make this and show how how much hate can be on social media so another comment and it was a tiktok that i saw it was a tweet a a picture of a tweet on a tiktok and this says People think an American actress marrying a British royal prince was the fairy tale, but to every millennial middle child of divorce, the real fairy tale here is idea of cutting ties with generational trauma by moving to a new country with your two dogs, attending weekly therapy to unpack said trauma, texting with Beyonce, starting a podcast, and having Tyler Perry act as your fairy godfather. And that is so true in the fact that they did all of those things and they realized and you sometimes you have to realize this when you are faced with so much trauma and toxicity that you have to cut this off. So I thought that was a really good take on that was the true fairy tale wasn't them meeting and falling in love. It was them breaking this generational trauma and having a good life for their kids. So I know I have a lot of hot takes on the Megan and Harry documentary and I know I probably have a lot of people who are like, why, why do we care about this? And it's not necessarily so much as to, I care, I care a lot about it. It's more in the fact that I just get really invested in people's stories. And so being able to sit down and watch a documentary about somebody's story and especially a love story, which I'm I love a love story and hearing people tell their side of things when the royal family isn't saying their side of things. That's just why I'm super interested in it. And these are this is one of the things that I love is just um, getting invested in people's stories and watching things that are in the news and the latest 
um, tell-alls and all of that. So, yeah, so those are my thoughts on the Harry and Meghan documentary. If you have any thoughts, I'd be interested um, in hearing those. You can DM me on Instagram at basically Allie podcast. Go ahead and follow there. I'll post a lot of, I post a lot of updates. And if I find anything interesting on social media and pop culture, I sh- I've been sharing those there, like, um, the White House's cats first Christmas and all that stuff. So yeah, I, um, if anybody has any questions, maybe I'll address them on next week's episode, but thanks so much for listening. Please go ahead and if you wouldn't mind, rate this, leave me a review, some nice comments. I'd be interested in what you all have to say. So that is all for today. I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you later. See ya.